Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago though that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online coloured pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs all whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. When you start learning something new, it's always daunting. We all have our own way of coping with things, but sometimes life gets in the way and confidence is lost. My next guest joined me as a student back in 2021, spent the first few months too scared to put a camera and mic on in the Zoom sessions, but slowly built up her confidence. Today, she is successfully selling her work, has joined me on live streams talking about her journey to hundreds, if not thousands of people, and her confidence has soared. I'm delighted to be chatting to Karen Simpson about her journey with coloured pencils. Good morning. Hello. Oh, well, it's so, so, so nice to see you. I'm so, I'm so glad you've joined me. I hope it's not too early in the morning for you. You look very glamorous. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> I think I'm a bit off. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, it's really funny, isn't it? You know, when things don't go quite as you'd sort of plan them and that I just start like sweating and yeah. I have it and it just comes out. just like that's right that's right I mean uh, it's I'm not as bad as I used to be it's uh, I I mean having sort of um, been in front of a class of uh, students 16 to 18 year olds and you're trying to connect a laptop to a a smart board it's not working Mm. (laughs) when you've got through that you think oh right okay You can do anything. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> this just reminds me of those days, and I think no, no, that's it. I've gone now. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh gosh! I can't think of. Uh, I can't think of. Any, I can't think of anything worse because they're probably all sitting there just going, "Just do this. Just do this." But they're letting you. They just allow you just to keep panicking, don't they? That's um, it. Yes. Redirecting yes. <laughs> oh, at the moment. You know, not responsive at <laughs> all. Oh, I don't know. So how how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you, Bonnie. Yes. Yeah, and thank good. you for inviting me to do this. I'm really oh, honoured. You no, know, well, I thought who you've come such a long way with, with everything. And I just thought it would be so fabulous just to talk to you and um I guess get to know a little bit more about you anyway and, and your background and everything. Um, but I just think you're such an inspiration. You really, really are. Thank you. I, I mean, I don't see myself as that, but we never see ourselves as other seers, do we? Really? No. And uh, and when when I had the invite, I mean, if you'd have asked me twelve months ago, I would have I would have been 
a day just thinking how can I get how can I get out of this all <laughs> should I do it and there'd be all those questions and when I had the email on this occasion I, I just I just felt felt comfortable and and that was that was really really good and then I was talking to some friends and I was saying you know I said I said the email said about inspiring people and I said I says, how can I inspire people and that? And my friends sat there and says, well, but you do. <laughs> you just do it. Says, yeah. Whatever you do, says, you just go for it and, and that's it. So it's it's just really, um, you know, sort of nice to have that feedback from people because oh. it makes you, you feel a bit better then, doesn't it? Well, it does. It does, doesn't it? And all of yeah. that hard work that you've been, you know, not only putting into your art, but putting into yourself with your confidence and all of that kind of stuff. It yeah. really then starts to sort of pay off because it is hard work. Oh, it is. It is. When you're working on something, a new project, if it's a drawing, you're hesitant, you're sort of asking too many questions in lots of cases instead of just carrying on with it and doing it. Um, but sort of if you've got the anxieties as well of, of meeting people and sort of taking part in things and y- your world is just sort of so much more closed in mm. and you're just feeling afraid all the time, you think that every question you want to ask is a silly question. How many times we, you know, I've said to students, no, no question is silly, and I find myself doing it as well. You know, mm. it's it's just, it's just the way you know the fear grips you really. Yeah, I, I guess you you worry, you do worry about what other. So I'm the same, you know, in a in an environment where I'm not as confident. So say in my in the business stuff that that I do in these mastermind things, you know, when I'm sitting there thinking, oh gosh, shall I ask this question? And then I kind of really pluck up the courage and I'm thinking, oh gosh, is everybody going to be thinking what a stupid question? And then people come on and go, what a brilliant question. I'm so glad you asked that because I was a bit too scared to ask that. And, and it's, you know, I think it's just a case of not working on yourself so that you don't worry about what other people think because you have no idea what other people are thinking anyway <laughs> no no you, you never know and and this is it and, and your idea of what other people are thinking <laughs> sort of mold apart on lots well, of exactly. occasions so it's best to just go for it definitely definitely yes. take me back a little bit talk to me about Karen about what you used to do what you're and then sort of finish off with what, what you're now doing um just to give us a bit of a, a history about you as a person because I'd love to sort of I'd love to hear about how you really grew that confidence to be and do what you're doing now well I, I think from early days that I can remember as a child and, and remember in in the 50s 60s things were a lot different then and children were there sort of you know in the background and you well in my in our family anyway you, you didn't speak unless you were spoken to when you went anywhere and you sat still and and that is drilled into you from an early age so I think if you're in that environment you carry that on through a lot of, a lot of your life I did anyway I know that and you go into into jobs and interviews are very traumatic and that for you. The outlook when I was sort of a teenager, you know, starting work was still in the in, my parents were still in the view that you did you did a little job somewhere and your husband would come along and look after you. And then you sort of, you know, you just look after a family. 
And that, that was the only sort of thing that you were there to do in life. And of course, the world changes, and but you you're still in that mindset that that that, that that's how how life is, and that you can't really um, achieve anything more than that in life. So when I left school, and I I can't say that I did exceptionally well. I had a few exams that I, I passed, but they were very minor ones. But I was very fortunate that when I was going back into my sixth form. I got a, an interview at uh, in local government and I was, oh, I think there were about 200 candidates and I was in the final six and had to go back for another uh, interview and I actually got the, got the job. It was, it was a clerical job. Uh, it was working in the finance department in the, in the, um, in local government and and I was there for a couple of years but they they sent me to um college one day a week and I I felt I had the best of both worlds there I was earning some money I was meeting other people who were learning and I really developed a keen sense of learning is so important for people if you can't do it at school do it later in your years and never think that what happened in school is something that sets your life, you know, for the rest of the years, basically. And so I, I just went on a, on a journey of, of after a couple of years going into another job, and I I, went, I became a um, shorthand typist. They sent me on on courses again, one day a week, and I did that for a couple of years. And I became a personal secretary to a hospital administrator. I had a marvelous time there. There was sort of a new hospital being built and I was meeting lots of people. My confidence during this time was really changing. I I was sort of um, happy with what I was doing. I was moving up. I was was sort of moving into better jobs each time. And, And life was fabulous. I got married, had a child. Um, my first child had a very terrible time in hospital. I, I basically, there, there was a 12-month period there where I, I nearly died on a couple of occasions. And I was rushed into hospital on the uh, one occasion and the doctors were saying to my, my mother that uh, another 20 minutes and I would have been gone. I, I was I was I was bleeding internally from an operation, oh, and uh, you know, sort of that incident. I think is is the one then that sort of set me back on the. I was terrified of everything. Uh, I remember having um, post traumatic shock disorder from the, from the incidents that had happened. I had uh, my father passed away while I was in hospital. There was there was just you know sort of something all the while seemed to be happening, um, and it was it was then about two or three years later that they that well they'd said to me after after twelve months that if I wanted another child I could have a cesarean on this occasion, and um, happily I I had another child, and uh, and that was that was a wonderful experience. But the 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 toll of everything else, the trauma, I mean, you can probably hear a little bit of it in my voice still yeah, a bit sort of, yeah, you know, sort of yeah. for years after, a good 15, 20 years went by. And I'd get to November, December, and I relived all of the all of those experiences again. 
oh, and uh, and it it was it was a terrible time. I, I was about six years before I was actually discharged from having my first child because of all the problems that I encountered there. But you know, during that time that I was married, but of course my children were very young. I became a single parent. Uh, life's tough. You sort of you're trying to. Um, feed children you're trying to keep a roof over the head I I actually went back to live with my mother because my father had passed away and and we we ended up staying there for for a number of years and uh, it was uh, yes it was, it was a time then when the children started school I was going back to college and and I was I was doing as many courses that I could possibly do while the children were in school. And I actually did a cake decoration course because I've been doing cake decoration as a hobby since I was a child. And um, and it, it just felt so comfortable doing it. So I've always had something arty in my life that I like doing. And on these courses, uh, the uh, I was in a fabulous group. She was a marvellous tutor, very much like yourself, Bonnie. And the group that we were in, they were they were really at the top of of their their level. Of, you know, it was it, it was fantastic. A lot of us went on to teach. Some of us went into some went into having their own business and that. But it it was a very special time. It was a very traumatic time because I can remember going through a divorce that lasted about four years and it wasn't easy. And you, you're trying to juggle going to college, you know, managing a family and everything else that goes with it. But it, it was very strange that I, I started looking after students then while I was doing these courses the tutor then said, uh, "says can, can you just look after you know one or two of the people that they're brand new?" She says, "You'll be you'll be okay with them." She's in the room with me when I'm when I'm doing this, and and people are saying to me, "Why don't you go into teaching? You know, you'd be very good at this." And obviously, no way, and that. But I was talked into it, and and it, actually, it was one of the best things that that uh, that I ever did, because I found that I absolutely loved learning all about the psychology of learning, all about the sort of motivation, uh, you know, the, the Maslow and, and everything. I think everybody, <laughs> yeah. that you know, we all do that. Maslow. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, the, and, the, and, and Bloom's taxonomy and, and, and that and Pavlov and, and the you know, salivating dogs and everything. And, and it was fascinating and I absolutely loved it. And I, yeah, I did. I did this part-time uh, teaching uh, course so that I, I could teach, and I was also doing, <laughs> believe it or not, a business and finance course as well. I had my ideas that I wanted to to do um, a cake decorating business, so I retook my GCSE maths and English. So by this stage in my life, I'm sort of how old am I now? I'm, I'm getting to about forty, really. And I'm thinking, you know, the children are sort of getting older and that. They're at about 10, 10, 12 years of age. And, uh, and, and so, you know, I was branching out in that way. And then I got, got some part-time teaching at, at two or three different colleges. And, uh, yes, things were going really well. 
at one of the colleges I was at, they had an Ofsted inspection. So that that's you know when, when people mention Ofsted and the fear yeah. that comes <laughs> places, yeah. Uh, so yes, that was very traumatic. Um, but I yeah, I did get a uh, grade one, and uh, a sort of uh, yeah, and not long after I was asked to to join uh, a different department and that. So my career then teaching cake decoration just went over into teaching other subjects. And because I'd got all my qualifications in word processing and typing and, and you know, all the office office things that go with it, I ended up teaching uh, Microsoft Office, Excel and, and that. Um, and uh, to youngsters who were 16 to 18 in IT that were basically, they, um, they hadn't got, uh, shall I say, excellent qualifications in GCSEs. But a lot of them had got the ability, and uh, and and so you know they could get this um, a pass in, uh, level two in in key skills and that, and and they could move on into other subjects. And I think because that mirrored my life when I left college, uh, when when I, I left school and went to college, I, I really enjoyed that because you sort of. You're thinking, well, yes, I, I can see the potential that, you know, you think you're now good at something at school, and yet it, it can lead you on a path in this further education to to do other things, and so uh, so that that was I, I did that then for a few few years, and then decided that I wanted to manage a department and and moved on in that way. But in order to do that, I knew I'd got to. Uh, upskill again and then so while I was at, uh, at work full-time at this point I'd, I'd got uh, full-time work uh, I did part-time teaching degree and it's tough to do that I can remember being up at three o'clock some mornings still typing all these 10,000 words you know and everything and uh, and sort of you know then then you'd be up by seven o'clock again Getting the children ready, they were teenagers by then, uh, but getting getting them ready and on off to work, and that sometimes dropping them off at work because they're not driving and that. So uh, yeah, so yes, it isn't an easy time to do these things, but uh, yes, you, you do it. And I I managed to get a job then um, managing a group of, of lecturers uh, in English and uh, maths, and some uh, I was doing the IT. And then I decided that, you know, I could see things were changing. Uh, maths and English were still very prominent in anything that we do. The IT was taking sort of a, a, a backward step in a way because people were having mobile phones and things were changing. And so I did a, an English diploma, which I was really thrilled about because that then made it was a little bit of a turnaround again because when I was first starting teaching I had the opportunity to do an A-level English course and I'd started the course 
but I had also the opportunity to do a cake decorating class and it was at the same time and there was no other option available to me so I got to it was one of those things you either do this or you do that and I opted to do the cake decoration so it was like I'd come a full circle I was back to to the English again and I absolutely loved that again and it was the um it was learning all about language and, and that and, and sort of the history of the language and and the use of grammar and everything. I'm certainly not brilliant at it. And I, I thought if I had carried on doing this, I may have been even better at this. But, you know, that, that's that's it. I've, I've had the, I've had a great journey, so I'm not complaining. And and it sort of it just sort of um, carries on like that. I, I'm very passionate about learning. and. And then sort of I was looking after mom because she got dementia and trying to do a full time job. And it was very, very difficult. And things were things were hard and that and things were changing where I was working and I was ill. I left and I on my final year of teaching, I, I did a part time job so that I could look after mom and and still have a little bit of income and work and everything and yeah and then mom passed away during that year it was it was really it was like that year was like everything that had happened 20 30 years earlier just all came crashing in and it was it was devastating and I really um then sort of was in that phase and actually when I joined joined your academy that was the phase I was in I I was still sort of traumatized by everything it was almost while I was busy and I was working and I was doing things everything was just pushed aside but I didn't realize just how much baggage there was there and and moving forward was an horrendous task for me and then lockdown I, I mean uh, before lockdown, I was also uh, after Mum had passed. Um, my my daughter in law, married to my oldest son, she'd had a pancreas and um, kidney transplant. She'd had type one diabetes as a, as a very young girl, and had Ill, Ill health and that. And and my she got a, a got a granddaughter. But my first grandson was um, was still born, so that was another traumatic time during during that that episode. And then Kelly, my daughter in law, she had the, had the transplant and everything, and and all the trauma that goes with that. Um, and I was helping taking her to hospital and everything, and sitting there watching people. Their lives are so different to you know other people. It's it, it's you know they're they're sort of spending five or six hours sitting in a hospital just looking at other people in the same situation and and even that is a very heartbreaking time so I was dealing with all of this trauma myself but I was watching and I was thinking oh dear this is and you you take on people's anxieties as well you do feel for people and it was uh, yes, and then unfortunately, the uh, Kelly's kidney, uh, the transplant, uh, went into decline, and she's now back on the transplant uh, register. Uh, so if she can get a kidney now because she's on dialysis, 
that that's a way of moving forward for her. So you know, there's there's always family traumas going on with it, with everything else that goes on on in your life and that. And then we got we get towards lockdown, and of course things change. I couldn't take Kelly to various hospital appointments. My son was was doing it. I mean, he, he he's, he's marvelous. He, he he's really supportive and everything. But trying trying to work and and do it all, I was I was trying to help him as well. And uh, lockdown, as I say, when that happened, it was like everything had come to a full stop. And during that time, it it was it was a real sort of. You're isolated from people, so you don't, you're not sort of in contact quite as much. You haven't got the face-to-face contact with people. And and it, it's a very low time, um, especially for people who hadn't got anyone to talk to. I, I really do feel for them. And then my my youngest grandson was born during that time as well, and uh, and sort of having, having the the traumas of having having lost a grandchild as well. Oh, I tell you, you know, you you're just praying for the for the for the uh, fantastic outcome. And Caleb was born, and uh, and he'll be three next next month. So it, uh, that's fantastic as well. But oh yes, that that lockdown, and I I remembered seeing. YouTube advertising a drawer and a chat with Bonnie Snowden, and I thought this Thursday I thought yes I'm I'm going to I'm going to watch that and and that was it and I was hooked from that very first one. I felt something that was incredible, and I I sort of it, it was it was it was just so interesting to watch. You were so interesting to listen to. There was nothing political. There was nothing sort of a uh, contentious issue or anything upsetting people, belittling people in any way. And it was just wonderful to sort of be part of, of that. And OK, I, I, th- I don't even know whether I did sort of type anything in the chat because I was still very nervous at that point of doing anything. Um, and and I, I started watching. And, and on, on the 1st of August, then I, I, I joined your Patreon group and I started to, started following you on there and, and looking at the tutorials and taking part. I'd, I'd already at that point. I'd, I'd already done one or two art classes. I'd started to do watercolors, and I'd, I'd also done um, a color pencil course, which took place once a month, uh, one day a month over three three months. And I did that a couple of times, and I really enjoyed using colored pencils. And I think that's what why when I saw you doing that on on YouTube, I thought I'm, I'm going to watch this because we couldn't attend classes anymore. And and it was fabulous. And I'd got the um polychromos pencils already. I already enjoyed using pastel mat and that. No, no sorry, I, I didn't, I don't think I, I'd used pastel mat. I think it was, I think I think it was you that mentioned it. I think I'd been using like a hot press paper, and I enjoyed doing that. And uh, and it was it, it just all snowballed from there. Everything, everything just took off. And then of course the academy. And I joined the academy, and I've never looked back since. And that first sort of confidence one, 
I thought, mm, yeah, I thought, mm. <laughs> I'd had a counselling session in the past and that, and if it had helped, and I, if if I've got a joint problem, I've gone to physio, and I thought, yes, that's help. You follow what that what they do and that, and I thought, okay, I'll I'll, I'll join the confidence group and I'll see and and, and that. But you know, there, there were times when I I sort of um, when I was I was watching and that, and I could hear people talking and that, and the the camera wasn't on and the the microphone wasn't on, and it's like, oh no, I can't speak. And, and like you say, like this technology when it's going wrong, that happened, and it was like it was like the end of the world, and that I couldn't cope with it at all. And uh, and then then sort of I start I started taking part and. I, I tell you, I mean, I can't even recognise that person if I look back on that that episode, uh, that first confidence one. I, I, I just feel so different now. It's, it's just sort of, it's been marvellous, really, a wonderful journey. So, so really, that that's brought me up to date with a lot of <laughs> what you perhaps didn't know. There's probably a lot more there, but uh, you know, that's a that's a sort of small. Uh, summary of my life anyway I I find I have to challenge myself as well when I'm doing things still that's I mean my partner says to me you're very competitive I'm very competitive with myself I've got to try and and sort of push myself each each time so it's sort of um so when it comes to drawing I, I felt confident enough that what I did I was I was pretty good and that that's that sounds a bit arrogant but it, it isn't coming from there but I did I, I I sort of I was happy with my, with my work but I always like the opinion of someone who knows what they're they're talking about and that and and sort of you know you sort of you gain things and the critiques you've done for me I've taken on board or board what you've said and it's like there's always that little bit more that you can do so I, I, I try to stay humble and think well you know I can always learn something by by listening in and, and trying something else so, so that's that's good for me but when I when I'm doing the um the uh, art group and that I sometimes just I look at the artwork first of all, and I look at the colours that I'm actually going to use. I don't look at the uh, the sheet that you the colours you've chosen. I challenge myself and think, well, what colours would I use? And I sort out my colours, and then I get the sheet and I look and I think, oh right, okay, that's that's the same, that's the same. Oh, I hadn't thought of that, and 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 then. Because I'm experiencing that, I'm I'm learning again, and I, and and that to me is sort of that that keeps me sort of really yeah, really on the ball with everything, and 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 that's how I move forward with with, with things. I mean, sometimes I can see different colours and that, but, but it's like every everybody sees a different colour. You do a printout, you look on the screen, there's a slightly different colour. Um, whether I can get the tonal values and I try and exercise where I'm using the same colour and I try and get to see if I can get like a different tonal value. Like when I'm doing a pencil and, and you go from a light one to a harder pressure and all the ranges in between, and I try and do that with, with a coloured pencil and I can see the differences. And so if I haven't got a particular colour, I think oh I could do that and I could put that with it and 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 so I'm sort of go, going through that 
I do th- wish I'd, I'd write things down more often because I tend to do this and I think, how did I do that? <laughs> I can't remember what I've done now. I can't remember my name today, let alone what colours I use. Oh, gosh. So, oh, I'm just the same. I'm just yeah. the same. Oh, yeah. goodness. And, I, you know, I remember those those first sort of few confidence sessions where you were literally just a black screen, you know, yeah. no, no, your, your camera wasn't on your microphone. And then all of a sudden you were doing a live stream with me in front of about 3,000 people (laughs) talking about how you'd gained your confidence. I mean, talk about, you know, uh, gaining confidence and, and, and just becoming something completely different. But it's, you know, like you say, having all of that trauma Mm. in your past, it's, um, did, did you have help with, with that? Yes, 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 I did. Yes. Uh, I eventually had some help from the the medical problem that that sort of well medical procedure that went wrong and that, and I eventually had some help. I had a, had a fantastic GP who mm. was very supportive, and when I sort of spoke to him, I, when I'd moved, you see, I'd, I'd I'd moved after it had happened. So, and this this new GP I had, um, and when when I spoke to him. He he said to me that he 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 got a friend who was a consultant at a, at another hospital, and he said he said would you go and say because I was terrified, absolutely terrified, and I I I went I, I did trust this GP, and I went to this hospital, and this guy was a consultant and he sent out a I think it was like a, a senior registrar no it would be a senior house officer then. And she spent well over an hour with me talking to me about about everything that had gone on. And I I can remember walking into his his, uh, consulting room, and this was a good half an hour after she'd seen me. And I walked through the door and he says, oh, my poor girl, what what you have been through, he says. And it was like... Somebody actually believed the encounter that I'd had rather than try to dismiss it, that I didn't really remember it correctly and, and, and everything. I mean, I'd had hospital sort of operations. <laughs> I'd had to put things right. And, and it was sort of, but, you know, you just didn't, they, they just did not comprehend when, when you're trying to sell people at the hospital that this had happened and how you were feeling. And that suddenly I'd got a doctor who was, yes, he says, look, he, he, he said, you know, he says, uh, he, he had to examine me and everything and, and that, and that, that was so traumatic. But, he, but after that, he said, he says, I, I, can, I can get this put right for you. And um, and and anyway, it sort of you know, he, t- he told me exactly what had happened, and 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 it was sort of, yeah, things started moving on from from that medical trauma. Mm. Uh, so I'd I'd had a lot of help there, but then when I was sort of in the job that I was in as a, as a manager, and things were were sort of happening there, which you know you sort of. When you leave, you have to sign a, a non-disclosure agreement, so you can't say up tell anybody what obviously what's, what's gone on. But um, when I was off sick during that time, I did have have support there from independent sort of help, and uh, and that was that was really helpful. But I yeah I can remember going into, into for that consultation and having difficult major difficulty. Just, just speaking, 
and she gave me a form at the end of the of the session. And basically, it was a feedback form. And when she gave me the form, I looked at it, and the form in my hands was shaking. And she she saw me go into a meltdown, and and it was it was it was it was just. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can remember. She says, "Look, no, no, just, just leave it." She says, "I, I can, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't have to fill that in or anything." But it, it was just a simple form, and I just, I just couldn't, couldn't read it and, and answer it and, and everything. Oh, that, that was, that was the state I was in at that point. And um, yeah, you know, it's, it's unless you've experienced it, it's very difficult, I think, for people to understand it. But um, yeah, we we all have some traumas that we you know yeah. it's simple for one person, and it's you know it, it's it's the way that we try that our head tries to bury it, but yes. our bodies just can't. That's so right. You bury it for you know a period of time, and then it's like no, and it has to come out. Yes, somewhere, and I guess having therapy and all of that kind of stuff helps. But but also I do think being part of a, a community or being surrounded by by people who um because you were saying you know when you're when you're surrounded by people who are you know when when you're in a situation and it's all a bit whatever you know it works the other way as well so when you're with people who are more positive who are doing stuff who right. you can see are getting over stuff you can see that it's possible uh you know which is which is amazing and and you kind of it's almost like osmosis you kind of take on other people's positivity just like you would take on you know when you're sitting in the hospital and and you're you're with all of these you know these people who are going through a a terrible time and and just having to sit there and not really knowing what's going to happen you take on all of their emotions as well yes and to me that that I always get sort of such a you know, such a buzz being with people who are really excited about what they're doing and, and everything yes. like that. And, yes. you know, to be yes. part of that kind of a community is amazing. Uh, you know, It is. And I, I think that's the strength of, of the uh, of the academy. I mean, it isn't just about drawing. It's about the uh, camaraderie of people, the supportiveness. I mean, under your leadership, it's absolutely been, been you know, fantastic. And that's, you know, it's it's it, it's just a lovely environment to be in. And in its sort of, you know, some people can be unkind. Some people can sort of be what they're thinking is supportive. <laughs> and it, it just has a negative impact on you. But when we're in this environment, we we all understand because we, we've we've had people say, oh, I don't I don't like sort of uh, art that looks real, you know, and I'm thinking, well, that's the work I like to do. And, that, and and you find yourself justifying what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone says to me, I, I you know, oh, I don't like real. I says, no, I, I do realism. I says, well, that's what that's what I, I prefer. I said, uh, I like a dog to look like a dog. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, it isn't I've got anything against anyone doing something different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's like. People, I think, I think when when they're sort of saying what that what they like and that, and it's it's basically running down what you do, 
you, you think, well, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. what, what, what wonder, you know, I, there's there's always that sort of um, that thought in the back of your head. What, what's what's the you know what's behind this? What are you what are you yes. trying to do? <laughs> you that, know, that's right. and, of course, and of course, you'll never know. And it could be that 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 you know they've tried realism before and found it really really hard. So now it's like the dog in the manger, isn't it? Oh, yes. well, no, I can't do it. So you know, and and to be honest, I've, we've probably all been there. Yes. Yes. You know. Oh yes, de- definitely. I, I mean, I'll, I'll look at sort of people out running. I'm like, oh, running, it's so bad for you. But it's only because I can't flip and run. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. I used to run. I used to run. I used to run five uh, k a day. Mm-hmm. Now I've oh. struggled to walk. <laughs> no, that, that doesn't do anything for me at all. No, oh, I like goodness. sports. I like. I like. I used to love playing football as a child. My, my mother used to sort of think, "Oh dear, she's here again." I, I can remember sort of there was a big field near where we lived, and I'd be on there playing football or cricket with, with a bunch of lads and that, and we're having a fantastic time. And my mother would come out and come. You know, she, you know, <laughs> girls, girls should be having dolls and pushing prams and this sort of oh, thing. No, 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 not me. Do you no, know, I, I was in, um, I was in London last week. Uh, had three days in London. Went to see Vicky and Pearl, and and yeah. Vicky oh, surprised oh. me with with a couple of, uh, with with lovely Caris, and there was Deirdre, and then we met up with some more people. I came and met at a pub. Do you know, I. I hadn't realised quite how small a bubble I live in. Obviously, I'm, I've kind of conversed with people all over the world. But in London, you know, I, I I walk out of my door and I'm lucky to see a person in real life. <laughs> you know, I go into my local town and there's just yeah. people just, just like me. London, oh, my goodness, it was. And I sound like, you know, I've never been anywhere before. And, and of course I have. But it's so diverse and you don't know, you know, you're walking along and there's just the most beautiful people in all shapes and sizes. And, you know, uh, uh, people who are who because are, I'm I'm always quite self-conscious about my my weight and everything. And there's people who are far bigger than me and these sort of clingy and they look incredible they look amazing and I wanted to go up to all of these people and go oh my goodness you look look at you you look amazing there was this beautiful woman on the train she must have been about six foot something and um you know she was wearing this like little tiny top and little tiny bottoms and she was quite voluptuous and she was wearing roller skates and she looked amazing you know and and oh just uh they've got pride it's pride month I think at the moment and just that whole diversity I just find it yes amazing and I honestly I I don't I don't get into the politics and all of that kind of stuff I just love to see people being whoever they want to be yes you know and dressing however they want to dress and there's me worrying about what I look like in a shirt and and we just don't need to worry about it and I I I don't we don't get that in a small town no no. somewhere like London it's so diverse there's it's such an amazing array of different people oh it was just brilliant I'm just like walking around going oh my god they look amazing oh my god they look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just brilliant absolutely well, brilliant well you you saying that we we don't travel to to London very often but we we went to it on a theatre trip uh and we went we went to see Phantom of the Opera 
But one, one on the, I think it was the afternoon, but before before this, we were in Trafalgar Square, not knowing that there was a pride march going through there at this time. We could see people starting to gather and everything. And like you say, it was fabulous. But we actually watched watched this this march through of all, of all these different groups and everything. It was a fabulous time, and people were having having such a wonderful time. And, and then, then because we, we went off to the theatre and, and you got a different group of people again, you know. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. That, oh. was, that was the day, yeah. We walked past David Attenborough, we all remember that. Oh, oh did you? <laughs> yes. Did you recognise him? Yes. <laughs> we like David. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, because we did, um, we did, we went to Mum and Me at a party. Yes. Uh, which is in the O2. Honestly, I feel so. <laughs> um, I've never been to the O2 before, and you and you walk in, and it's literally like a whole city under a under a roof. I sound so naive about everything. <laughs> Brilliant. So we're there, and and um, you walk. You know, it's it's all like a taverna, and there's like a, a fountain, and oh my goodness, it was amazing. But we were sitting on this table of six, the three of us that went, me, Vicky and Pearl, sat down and and the 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 the, uh, the show is kind of all around you. So one minute it's up there, one minute it's over there, one minute it's behind your shoulder, it's, it's everywhere. And these three people <laughs> sat down on our table with us. And of course, like, oh, hello, you know. And they spent the whole evening, and it was, what, four hours on their phones. They didn't watch. Oh. <laughs> We were with cocktails and we were dancing, and we were singing, and we were like, you know, I've got some hilarious videos. And they just were on their phones all the time. I was like, oh yes. my goodness. Yes, I you know. know. That's it's... one thing I have found that I've used my phone more since I've started a business. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, yeah. Oh yes, yes. So... so before we before we wrap up, tell us about what you're doing, or tell me about what you're doing now, because it's absolutely wonderful. Oh right, well, I I I booked a couple of events earlier on in the year, well, Christmas and and just after after Christmas, and I did well. I sold some artwork and I sold some printed cards that I'd had from my artwork, and um, and I thought, oh, all right, if I'm going to try and do this and advertise, I thought. I need to make some inquiries about how I would start a business. So I've been watching your business sessions and, and that and, and doing that. Spoke to an accountant and they told me the sort of thing that I that I you know, go, going through it, what you can what you can do, what you can't do. And so in April I started my business. So I'd I'd had um I'd had a piece of work on show at a gallery in uh, Western Park. And and then another local gallery, which I didn't even know existed. I'd got some work on display there. Met another member of the academy there as well. And <laughs> yeah, about that <laughs> coincidence. <laughs> and um, and then um, I went on holiday. When I got back, I, I sort of started looking at various events, and I managed to get about three booked in May and three in June. Now, two of those were cancelled, <laughs> so that was, you know, sort of uh, a bit disappointing, but still, that, we had to live with that. Two of them, I didn't do so well on, on those, so the first two, they were quite disappointed, but dis- I was disappointed is wrong, really. That, that's um, It's nice to sell 
things but it's also a learning curve and you're setting up a table you're sort of uh, meeting people okay if you if you don't sell anything if someone's taken a, a an inquiry sheet about a commission you're talking to people you're getting used to what the things they're asking so it's all a good learning curve mm. and and then recently uh the last couple of that I've done have, have been in different areas and that's so this year is, is a learning curve now um I'm not I'm not getting into the right places I need to go where you know my sort of work will see stop. that is such an amazing attitude to have I've done one art show trade show thing and I've never done another <laughs> all right <laughs> But having, but you know, the, you you've clearly looked at what you want to do, and that attitude of, well, if this doesn't work, then I, I need to kind of look at, you know, uh, a different venue or a different area, or, um, but also learning the trade, learning like you were saying, you know, this is how I put my table up. This is how, and once you become really comfortable with that. That's sort of like a given then. You go to these shows and you're just like, up, 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 up we go, right? And and you you get to know how to set your stand up, all of that kind of stuff. And then your focus then is on yes. you know, the selling and everything. What a fantastic attitude to have. It's it's so much. I mean, even the four that I've done, I've done six altogether, but mm. um, yes, they're so different. And they're going to do a summer one where I was at the first two. So I'm going to try another summer one, but I'm actually taking a break from doing the sales events now. My last one was at the weekend and I've had, I've had some lovely inquiries about, about commissions and that. So I've got a, I've got a couple of commissions to do. I've got that I'm, I'm quite excited about this. I'm having to contain myself, but I, I say to my, my yeah, other daughter-in-law, uh, you know, is um, supporting me at times, and, and she comes out with me and helps me set the table up and that. And um, and she, yeah, I said to her, I said, I've got this idea. I said, and I wanted to do it, you know. She says, oh, she says, I'm feeling excited for you, you know, and all this. So I, I'm what I'm going to do, my plan is now over the next six weeks until my next event is basically to do more drawing, get my commissions done, focus on 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 this project that I've got going and uh, and, and then launch that ready then for, for the autumn and uh, and the winter months as well. So uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah intriguing. It's, it's that sounds exciting. exciting. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm, re I'm really pleased about the way things are going on that. But you see, it's like dividing your time. While I've been doing this with the sales events, I haven't been able to to draw as much as I wanted to. I've missed a few art groups and that, which I've, I've, I very rarely did for the first sort of fifteen months. And now I've got about 12 projects that are half completed. And I'm thinking, no, I need, I need to uh, I need to do that. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to get my art room here sorted out because I've got a lot of craft items in it. So I've been I've been either gifting those or selling them, selling them off to create more space because I know I know the things that I don't want to do anymore. So I'm creating space for the things I do want to do. 
and I need space to I need a nice room that feels comfortable that I can I can uh, create and, yeah. and draw and and I've even I've even put a story on Facebook which I've never done before I'm <laughs> <laughs> all on Instagram <laughs> And that was it on Instagram, and I did a reel. And I thought, instead of keep on saying, I don't know how to do this, I thought, right, you're going to do this. Oh, good for you. And it's sort of, if, if I say something a couple of times now, I think that's it. I'm not saying it a third time, I'm doing it. Yeah. So, so that, that was it. And I'd, I'd been wanting to cre- you know, create this space now for so long. I yeah. thought, that's it. It was on my dream board. I thought, do it. <laughs> brilliant oh you know honestly Karen and and uh, people listening are just going to be so inspired by you Uh, really really are you you kind of epitomize the 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 the, you know so many people who have had uh, sort of stuff happen in their lives and everything and then they get back into that creative and you've you've been creative you know for them you've had like the cake decorating and and all of that kind of stuff but now having a creative business yeah. is just amazing and it's just a time when really i've, I've sort of I've retired so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's never too late no that's, that's my motto just go for it but i tell I, I must tell you one thing you, do you remember you were talking about a podcast mel Mel Robbins. Oh, Mel Robbins, my yeah. friend Mel. Well, <laughs> she'd be your friend too. <laughs> I tell you, I, I I started listening to podcasts and, and that from Mel, and I noticed that she was talking to a doctor. Anyway, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll watch, I'll, I'll listen to this one. Well, that was it. I I was I was amazed, and, it, and he was he was talking about a detox diet. Well, if anyone knows me, they know that I've been on a diet ever since I left school. <laughs> that, that was it. I've lost weight, I've gained weight, I've lost it again and, and all the rest of it. But I have never been able to give up sugar. It's something that I have in teas and coffees. I cannot do it. Right. So I I downloaded this book on Kindle from this doctor, 10 Day Detox. And it's about blood sugar diet. And I thought, with my daughter with diabetes and that, I know it's a type one, but you're very conscious of, of things and that. So I thought, I'll try it. I'll try it. Anyway, I I was stuck at a particular weight, and I was going every week, and it was it was still no matter what I did, it was not budging at all. So I did the detox. I did it for ten days. I, did, I can't say that I did it exactly to the book. But it was near enough. And on that 10 days, I'd lost five pounds. And also, I've never had sugar in a drink since. Really? And Yes. <gasps> what What was his name? Uh, Dr. Mark Hyman, H-Y-M-A-N. Oh, I'll have to have a look. I don't think I've listened to that one. I'm going to have a listen to that. It's, it's, uh, it's a 10-day detox, the blood sugar diet or, or detox, something like that. Yeah. So I downloaded it as a Kindle book and I was there reading it and it was saying, you know, you try and cut down on the do a pre one and that. And I thought, well, I don't, I don't drink, so that, that was all right. So that was it. Uh, I was already on decaf coffee and teas whenever possible if if there isn't a decaf one it's not the end of the world for me but I always yeah. try and, and sort of you know do that but I've just been amazed 
I mean, I mean, I can't, I can't remember enjoying a drink without uh, sugar in it. Uh, and now I think the opposite would happen. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to have yeah. a look at that. I'll have to have a look. So, at so it's, it's, uh, yeah. So, so oh, she's, she's just, she's just amazing. That is Mel. Uh, you know, I just love her normality and her passion and. You know, just I just think she's awesome. Yes, yes, and and I mean the same with Susie Pearl as well. I mean, listen, listening to those yeah uh, chats and that. It's, yeah. it's oh, she's helped me. She's helped yes. me. I'll tell yes. you how much she's helped me. Yeah. I wouldn't be do- I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if it hadn't been for her. She she is an amazing woman. No, it's it's incredible, and I wouldn't be doing what I was doing today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well I'm just I'm just so glad that that we we met and you know yes. and I'm so glad that that you're doing what you're doing now it, you know it's absolute and that's all down to you you know I know that the academy's got this that and the other that can help you and it teaches you bits and pieces but you've got to actually do the doing yes you know yes. you've got to have the discipline you've got to have the the determination and the passion to actually do it and and you and you're doing it yes yes I've been the life I've always wanted so it's, it's oh fantastic. my goodness yeah. oh gosh that makes me want to cry yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's oh, really, really fabulous Yes, and um, I'm hoping one day that to have the chance to meet you in person. I'm oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yes. We need to we need to sort that out. Well, I'm looking at we're doing some in person events anyway, so I'm yes, I'm yes, that we can oh, do. I'm that. hoping but, to be there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's been wonderful to talk to you, Karen. Thank you so much. I'm I'm jumping into our team meeting now. All right. Okay. Our Tuesday morning team meeting. We're actually <laughs> looking at the venues for our first uh, uh, in person okay. event. So. Fabulous. So watch this space. But thank you Fabulous. so much for talking to us. And you know, you are inspiring. You're amazing. You're absolutely amazing. Uh, oh. You know, and you always look so gorgeous with all of your turquoise and everything. I just love yes. it. It's, it's uh, those color. are my colours. I'm I'm yeah. happy in those colours. I, I always wear makeup. That's me. Yeah. Uh, well, you always look so, amazing. So I'll just uh, yeah, and and. I'm happy inside now, oh. and, and I think that sort of, you know, it, it doesn't matter what comes along. It's you know, you go down a little bit, and you think, no, I'm getting back up there again as soon as possible, uh, and and that, that's how life is. So you you've got to go with it. Oh, you're you're amazing, Karen. You're absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for uh, for chatting, and hopefully, I'll see you a bit later. Yes, yes, you will. Yes, I'm all <laughs> set up, ready to go. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, Karen. I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Thank you very much, Bonnie. Bye. 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 I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. 
We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.